Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome to another episode with Ignite the Spark Within Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Hernandez, and I am here to empower world-class leaders like yourself to create a life on your own terms. On these podcasts, we will be exploring the mysteries of self-mastery, shamanism, mysticism, conscious sexuality, and overcoming depression and anxiety. We'll be interviewing some of my very own tribe members from around the world and share some of our personal stories. We'll be discovering and implementing tools and strategies for living a more fulfilled life. So join me on this journey of self-discovery and let's ignite that spark within together. A little bit about your host. I am a U.S. Navy veteran, served in the USS Ronald Reagan, was shaman apprentice, an international self-mastery coach, author, and conscious sexuality facilitator. Now, my mission is to support and empower world-class leaders like yourself, reminding you of the impact that you're meant to make in this lifetime. So if you want to learn more, if you bout that life, stay tuned for today's episode. Season 1, Episode 43, Cherishing Family, Recognizing Achievements, and Embracing Self-Mastery. Yo, yo, yo. All right. What to do, what to do. It's Sebastian here, and I'm excited to be back with another episode of our Ignite That Spark Within podcast. So, first of all, I want to wish you a happy holidays, because... I'm sure you can feel the magic, right? Like there's all the lighting and just all the, all the colors, the festives, the holidays, right? So I know I certainly can see it everywhere. I know my mom got to like really organize the place. Uh, she didn't do it last year. And so this is progress. This is really good. This is really good to see her in that spirit. Now, as I was preparing for this episode, it hit me that this is actually our first Christmas together. Like as a podcast, and I just want to take a moment to like say thank you, right? Like show my gratitude to each and every one of you that is listening or that you've taken the time out of your day at some point to just tune in and be part of this journey. So whether you're with your family, whether you're getting to be close to them or you're on your way of meeting up with them, whether maybe you're spending the holidays alone right? Regardless of, I want you to know that you're not alone, right? Like this is part of creating this community, right? That we're in this together. And I'm grateful to have you here in this podcast, in this community, in this tribe. And I see it continuing to grow. And I got some exciting news. So when I say that you're not alone, there's, there's, there's a, there's, there's an actual thing about that. So I want to share that and I'll share that at the end. So as I guess I can start with as someone, yeah, someone who left home at an early age of 18. And I would say ever since I left home, I spent most of my time away from my family. And therefore, I, I've now learned really to know the importance of cherishing those moments together. And so for the last couple of years, I've made a promise to spend at least one full month, at least with my mom, right in December. And obviously with my mom includes all of my mom's side of the family. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to be able to spend these times. And sometimes what used to be like, oh, not again, we're doing this. Now it's like, all right, cool. I get to be part of it. 
and I get to experience it and I get to experience each and every person in it. And it's not just to show up to show up, but rather like, oh, this is cool. I get to be amongst my family. And it's, it's a cool thing. Again, for somebody that's not always with their family, I, 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 I've learned to really appreciate that. Right. So it's also, it's also an opportunity to be able to do the work. Right. And well, the work is like really confronting what there's to confront with the things that aren't said, with the grudges, with the triggers, right? Like they, they always say like, you can determine how healed a person is by the way they interact with their family. Yes, because usually our family are the ones that know everything about us. And so it's so easy to get triggered. And yet when you've learned to really just deal with everything and accept and just love and really come from this place of loving, it's really an opportunity, an opportunity to expand and expand on that relationship, right? And so part of being in this festive or in this holiday season, more than anything, it's the opportunity to connect, right? And so for, for those that, that have at some point have had hard times with your family, well, this is the healing component. This is what this really gets to be. It's, a, it's an opportunity to heal. And so for me, it's every time I come to, to Florida to spend time with my family, it's to work on building a stronger bond, right? Building a stronger bond with my mom. And yet, I guess specifically with my mom, right? Like each visit is, is a, is a level up. It's like leveling up in our relationship, in, in our tolerance for each other. Coming from a place of we had really gone a really south path, like really mm, just not good. And while there's been a lot of growth, right? Like every visit is simply a reminder of yet how much there has been growth and yet how much still there is ahead. Yes, regarding connecting with my family and continuing to nourish those healthy family bonds, right? That, that at the end of the day, that bond is to be able to heal, to be able to teach one another and really to be able to evolve as a family unit as a whole, right? And for the last couple of years, like I said, I promised my mom to be here and this is what it's been. And so we get to spend the holidays together and this is where we get to continue to do the work. And again, the work is what? The work is having those difficult conversations, right? It's confronting my perspectives of my mom and releasing any expectations that she should know better or that she's supposed to be a specific way, but rather just learning to just be with her just the way she is and the way she's not and experiencing her as a whole instead of coming from this place of continuously judging her and continuously critiquing her for what I expect of. You see, I came up, or I guess I realized this earlier today as I was thinking about what this episode was going to be about, right? And, and I recognized that, that I've put my mom on such a high pedestal. Yes, and, and I often forget that she also needs help. Yeah. Like in my mind, my mom's got it. Like she's always have, like she's been my rock. And while our relationship has been challenging, right? Like I can recognize that 
my mom and I have lived very different lives. Like, my life has been filled with so much freedom and inside of that with almost little to no supervision since I was a very young age. And well, that exposed me to a lot of different experiences, good and not so good. Yeah. And my mom, on the other hand, was sheltered all her youth. Like, like she was highly guarded, protected. Like she was never allowed to go out. Like she, I was talking to her and she was telling me she didn't go to a nightclub for the first time till she was like 22 years old. And I started going to the nightclub when I was 14. And so it just goes to show like the difference in the mindset. And so, well, and then after that, she got married to my dad and she was pretty much like submissive to my dad and working for the relationship and right. And when my mom and my dad, well, they got in that funky situation. I remember like she was very clear that she was going to figure it out and she wasn't going to let my dad. Hmm. Or I guess better yet, she wasn't going to take his shit any longer. Yeah. And, and I had a very clear memory in my mind earlier today that it's a bit, it's a bit vulnerable. And so I was thinking if I really wanted to share that with you guys today. Oh, fuck it. So I have this very clear memory in my mind of when my mom told me that my dad was leaving, right? That my mom, that my well, no, hold on, hold on, I'm tripping. I have a very clear memory of when my mom made the decision to leave him. And, and, well, I remember I have this image of my dad telling her, like, no, you can't leave. Like, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. Like, you don't have any money because everything's on my name. The house is under my name. Like, you don't even know how to speak English. Like, you don't even have legal status. Like, you can't do anything. And my mom answered, I have my son and that's all I need. And she packed our stuff and we came to Florida. And I remember I was 10 years old, and since then, I've seen my mom continue to be this incredibly disciplined and committed woman that's achieved great things on her own. And inside of that is like this warrior that I've just related to her, like she's a fucking badass. So full circle. I've had this vision of my mom that she's just got it handled like she's this independent woman. And well, even strong, independent women need help too. So when I'm here, it's in these times that I've, I really enjoy cooking for her. Like I get to cook her healthy meals. And well, what I'm saying is that I get to use this time to not just be with her, but more importantly, to do the work. You see, eight years ago, our relationship was in complete shambles. Like, her incapacity to understand what I was going through and my incapacity to explain it, even to myself, only led to a lot of frustration and just a lot of distance between us. So to stand here today, present, 
with the level of relationship that I have now with my mom in comparison to where it was, man, I am grateful and I'm blessed to have her alive and still be able to do this work with her. Now, it's been an incredible experience to see our progress. And while sometimes there's downfalls, and of course, but at the end of the day, the consistency of showing up and seeking to create a better relationship, well, it's evident. And, well, sometimes it may not always be easy. I know that at the end of the day, it's definitely worth it. Because there's healing for both. So, as I share with you how my relationship with my mother has progressively evolved and how I've used these times of the holidays to put in the effort in being a better son, being a better family member. So, I invite you, I invite you to consider that in these times, regardless of what situation you find yourself in currently, can you find the space to be a nicer person? You see, because I guess that at the end of the day, what these holidays, well, to a degree, what they inspire is wanting to be nice to one another. Like, it inspires people to have a reason to get together. And sometimes it's one of the few reasons people even come together, regardless if you believe in what it is you're getting together for. So there's something to recognize in the beauty of the holiday. So whether you have people to enjoy these times with or not, how can you be part of that experience of choosing to be nice, to be good to others, to share with others? your time, your presence. And, well, while you're doing that, have you also taken the time to recognize that we're at the end of 2023? Like, have you made a list of all your breakthroughs, maybe your wins that you've had for the year so far or up until now, right? We still got two weeks. We're still not there. We can still get stuff done, right? Now, Have you recognized the things that you've overcame? What about the things that you continue to overcome and how far you've come along? You see, I invite you to take the time to really consider, like, what have you done this year? What have you accomplished? And really give yourself the space to bask in your glory, regardless of the progress. Like, if there is progress, that's a win. And you know what? It serves as a great feedback, or let's call it data. You see, because as we start to move into 2024, right, you now get to recognize what you get to take into 2024. You see, part of doing this work of recognizing your accomplishments and even your setbacks and recognizing what didn't work or what stopped you from that win right? Like what exactly did you not accomplish? And without making yourself bad and wrong about it, can you recognize what was at the root of its lack of fruition, right? Can you recognize where you could have taken actions differently? And if so, can you recognize what those specific actions are? You see, part of doing this work in the world of self-mastery is that 
we're always getting feedback from the actions and the non-actions that we've taken. You see, that is our performance. That's what we get to track. And if you followed me along these episodes, you know how I am always talking about the six steps to self-mastery, or at least to setting the foundation. And well, that is step number four, right? And number four is how do we track our progress? You see, part of tracking our progress is recognizing what we accomplished in 2023 and what we did not accomplish in 2023 so that we can take that data and bring awareness to it for your own personal growth. You see, asking yourself, well, how am I going to take this on the court or how am I going to apply it into the field, right? And integrate it into my action plan or vision for implementation in 2024. You see, this is how we use our performance. This is how we evolve. This is how we become better. This is how we become greater to become more effective. We use our past data to recognize what's working and what's not working. And then we alter our actions to ensure we're always seeking effectiveness. So now enough about 2023. What about 2024? What are you stepping into? What's 2024 about? You see, we have about two more weeks before we jump into a brand new year. Yeah, and without going into any conspiracy theories about the whole date and the time and is New Year's really New Year's and whatever, whatever. Look, look, I get it. And it still serves as a model, as a framework to be able to recognize a before and an after. A before the new year and an after the new year. Therefore, a before the new year would be 2023 which is the work we just talked about. And 2024 is now a new year with a counter, or I guess the timer, right? Restarts based off your performance. So let's go into imagination mode for a minute with me, yeah? Like, connect. If you were given the opportunity to try this year again, but be more effective, be better, how would you have done it differently? How will you do it differently? How would you be more effective? What would you do around the year this time around differently? For instance, what did you do in January 2023? And how will January 2024 be any different than January 2023? What were you doing in April 2023? And how will you organize starting now your April 2024 so that you're more effective? What do you want to do in August? What do you want to create in October? You see, in doing this work, and even though I'm constantly on the road traveling, I already have clear goals and ideas of where I'm going to be and what month and what city and what country and for how long. Now, granted, Yes, as I mentioned in the past, I am officially closing out my eight-year pattern. And as I close this pattern out, I'm transitioning out of this nomadic life. And I would say shifting to be focused in what I've told you of creating and building this healing center off the coast of Santa Marta, Colombia. 
And yet, even though I plan on having that stable base, I already know that every year in January and every year in August, I have the Jungle Healing Retreat down to Peru. And I know that every quarter, I have my Encuentro Magico. And I know that in May or in June, most likely I'll be out in California, right? And so there's this certain patterns that I get to recognize. And if I do, I could begin to plan for them and put them into my calendar and start creating as if that's so and start really building my 2024. Not from a place of trying to control everything and leaving nothing to the universe to fill in the void. Yeah, because I hear you. I've, I've, yeah, but rather, hey, universe, this is what I would like to see happen in 2024. How can we co-create 2024 to make it fill in the blank? Like, what is your theme for 2024? What are you moving into? What do you want 2024 to be about? And look, here's the cool thing that part of what I do is I get to help people create their ideal future and begin to move in that direction. Like that's part of what I get to do for a living. And I absolutely love that I get to do that. And I do that throughout the year. And I always love when the universe and in this case, the collective support my craft. You see, this is normally a time where most people, right, commit to new things. Like they commit to their new year's resolution. And I think it's really powerful and it speaks volumes to the people that use it as a good opportunity to track their measurements and track their performance. Like, like that's good. Now, regardless of how consistent the person is throughout the year, right? The fact that they even were willing to do it, that speaks volumes. Remember, remember, it's not about how many times you fall off the wagon. It's how many times you get back up. So. As we're moving into 2024, and some of you are already doing this work, well, this is what I was talking about earlier, that I got some pretty exciting news that I've been working on in the back end, and I've been working on creating an online community, yeah, creating an online community, and I'm going to be launching this here, hopefully, well, not hopefully, by the end, well, so... Before I give you a date, I have to bring you awareness that I actually just learned this myself, that you should never really make promises around tech because tech is just so unpredictable. Yes. And so therefore, and well, let's just say that there's a perspective date that before next episode, the app will be officially open and I'll be able to have people be able to enter and that's going to be absolutely free. Yes. So absolutely free. And it is the guidelines, which is what I've created in the six steps that I continue to talk about. And it's going to walk you through it step by step, like literally guide you through the entire process. Yes. So that not only do you get a clear vision of what it is that you want for 2024, but then what are the actions that are going to get you there? What are the habits you're going to need to actually instill them? And then I'm going to give you the framework and the tools to actually track your habits and track your task while also providing you with the support for getting very crystal clear on your objectives for your first quarter. And again, guess what? That's all free, right? So this is a great opportunity to really hit the floor running right out the gates of new year 
And on top of that, you'll get to connect with other like-minded individuals, like people that are working on their goals. And that's cool. It's cool to be able to really work or just be around others that are stepping into their highest self and embodying their best versions of themselves. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful to see people honor themselves, right? And so I'm not sure if you're aware of how cool it is to be around people that want to become better. And I'm sure you're aware of, of those that aren't, right? And how draining that sometimes could be. To be around those people that just don't care to become better. They don't care to evolve. They're just stuck in their ways, right? And it's cool. Hey, it's respectable, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with them. And I'd rather be around people that inspire me and motivate me and understand that I get to be that inspiration for motivation for others, right? And so now as a coach, I know that there's a times where I get to be that ignite, right? Where I help people ignite those people that are stuck in their ways. That's part of what I do now. I get to do that. But do I get, if I get to choose who I want to be around with in my intimate circle, well, it's people that are like, they're, they're, they're becoming the best versions of themselves. And they're the first ones to take responsibility for their own stuff. Yeah. And they're willing to seek where they can become better, where they're out of integrity and continuously seeking to build that up, restore integrity, right? And that's how cool is that? So this is what it's about. It's connecting people to that and connecting more like-minded people to be together, right? And work together and seeking to find the steps to become that better version, right? So hmm, let me take a break. All right. Hmm. What's next? Let's talk about the jungle retreat. Yeah, let's talk about the jungle retreat. So we officially have one spot left. All right. So keep in mind that I do prefer small, intimate groups, unlike most ayahuasca retreats that are usually focused on 10, 15, 20 people. Yeah, no. I prefer small. I prefer intimate settings. I feel that a smaller container provides more intimate setting and a more intimate space to get connected to the medicine, right? And so I believe that it is. It's an opportunity to really be with the medicine and be in your sanctuary, being with yourself, yes, and in your inner world, and you're connecting to the things that you're dealing with and processing and reframing and regrouping and recontextualizing, right? So having a small setting is something that I prefer, and some prefer it that way as well. While I understand and respect that they may not prefer, that there may be people that prefer bigger groups. That's fine. That's, this is not what that is. Right. And so we have one more spot left. And if you're interested in going into Peru, into the jungle, which is a five hour boat ride out of Iquitos, Peru to this remote village called Genaro Herrera, where we're going to be about 45 minutes even deeper in the jungle doing a detox and connecting with Pachamama and experiencing the sacred ceremony and working with the first shaman that I got to work with, my initial, my, my teacher that initiated me on my path in his shaman training healing center, right? So I don't know, this might be for you. But this is an experience to work with us as we integrate Maestro's teachings of the jungle and shamanism and my experience with self-mastery and the LEAP curriculum and together uniting forces to help heal the spirit, the mind, and also with the help of Maestro Eliasar, our Gambo Maestro, the physical component, the physical body as well. 
Now, keep in mind, again, I repeat, this is not one of those luxurious resorts where you're going to be pampered. Like, no, this isn't what this is, right? We're going to be in the jungle and it's going to take you back to the basics. It's going to be very grounding from a standpoint of humbling. And there's magic to that. Like, really, there is. There's something about it. The simplicity of living and seeing others live so simply can be quite inspiring (laughs) for some. And well, look, for others, well, there's always a sense of gratitude to knowing that you get to go back to your comfortable, lovely home that you've worked so hard to achieve and create. And yet sometimes we take for granted, right? So this experience is also a great reminder of what it looks like and what it feels like to be grateful for the things that we often take for granted. So if this is down your alley, if this is something you feel that'd be interested to learning more about, Go into the bio, go into the description. There's going to be a link to go to the actual page where you can learn more about it. And if you feel that this is in alignment, submit your application and let's see if you're the right fit. Let's see if you're, if you're part, if you could, if, yeah, let's just see. (laughs) Now I have a couple of comments from folks that I've gotten that tell me, but like, dude, what, why does it have to be 10 days? Like I can't take off 10 days from work, Sebastian. Like I have a life, I have kids, I have this and I have that and I have all this stuff in my world and I can't just take 10 days out of my life to disconnect and plug. I just can't do that. Well, to you, I get it. I hear you. I know what that's like. I've been there. And it's why I've also created the Encuentro Magico, which is what I talked about earlier. And this is a three night experience. So it's three nights in the jungles of the Sierra Nevada of Santa Marta, which is right off the coast. And we're going to be working a full weekend, learning to tap into our magic and learn to connect to our bodies and raise our frequencies through the different modalities, through movement, through breathing, through visualization, and then learning to take all of that and integrating it into our sacred ceremonies, right? So this is a powerful weekend that only gets to build on itself, right? So while there's tribe members that'll be there for the first time, there's also past participants that keep repeating. And the reason we repeat is because we get to expand on what we keep learning and exploring and integrating into our practice, hence the power of community and tribe where we get to expand our gifts and share them, share them with the rest of the tribe and hold each other accountable and keep evolving. So, is it time to visit Colombia? I don't know. Maybe. Submit your application and see if if it's worth moving the needle forward. Now, all right, guys, this completes our episode for today. I am running short on time. It's already 11.18 on the East Coast, but it will be uploaded before midnight. So I will continue to keep and honor my promise of posting these episodes every Wednesday. So thank you for joining me on this episode of our podcast. I want to express my deepest gratitude, right? Because this is, this is like holiday time and you're listening to this. So to each and every one of you for being on this message today and being part of my vulnerability earlier with my sharing about my mother, just thank you. And for those that have been listening since the beginning, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like you have no idea how much your support means to me, like really, like that just, it's beautiful. So thank you. So as we wrap up this episode, 
I want to encourage you to reflect on the topics we talked about today, right? Like take the time to cherish the moments with your loved ones. Like really, like during the holiday season, like regardless of your belief systems, regardless of religion and culture, like beyond all of that, can you connect to the experience of just being connected with another human being and wanting to be nice to them? Yeah, like how fucking cool is that if we just started to be nicer to each other? Why? Because it's the holidays. <laughs> Regardless of your holiday, it's the holiday. Just, hey, it's the, it's the Christmas spirit. It's the holiday spirit, right? So, yeah, how can we be more nicer to people? Yeah, now also I mentioned acknowledging your accomplishments, right? Like, what did you accomplish this year? What, what, what is it? And then what are you intending for the next year ahead? Like, if you need to go back and listen to it, right? Now, I also want to remind you about the exciting app that's going to be coming out soon. So that should be out by next week. And I'm really excited about that. And then the Jungle Retreat happening January 9th and the Encuentro Magico happening January 26th, right? So these are just around the corner. If any of those resonate with you, I encourage you to go explore those opportunities and consider joining us in one of those journeys, right? So Lastly, I want to extend my heartfelt appreciation for your continued support and engagement. Like, really, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for the comments. I've gotten those and the messages that, 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 that's what inspires me, right? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our community and for your commitment to self-mastery. And until next time, take care and remember to always, always, always embrace that magic within you with gratitude. Boom.